Hello, Christ Prez. You know, Jesus said some extraordinary things about himself, and that's what we're looking at in this little series. We're asking the question, who is Jesus according to Jesus? Seven times in John's gospel, he makes these I am statements like I am the bread of life or I am the light of the world. And these help us to see who Jesus understood himself to be. Well, today we're looking at this third claim that Jesus makes, I am the door of the sheep. What's the significance of this? What is Jesus getting at? Well, let's look. Jesus, uh, we'll see, is showing us that he is absolutely central to how we relate to God, how we relate to each other within the church, and how we relate to the world. Okay, He's central to how we love upward, how we love inward, and how we love outward. That's it. Simple enough. Jesus is teaching his total centrality for all of life and our relationships with God, each other, and the world. It's this kind of life in which Jesus is absolutely central, a life of love for God and one another in the world, that is truly free and satisfying. How do we see this in the text? Well, let's get a sense of how this holds together. In verses 1 through 5, Jesus is giving a kind of parable. We know this because in verse 6, John tells us that Jesus was using a figure of speech. He's not talking about literal sheep, literal thieves and robbers, an actual gatekeeper, and a literal shepherd. This is all an extended metaphor. He's using this imagery to make a point about himself. But they didn't understand what Jesus was saying, and so Jesus clarifies what he means in verses 7 through 10. And this is where he makes the claim, I am the door of the sheep. So first, this claim, this clarifies his centrality to our relationship with God. You know, throughout the Old Testament, shepherd and sheep were used as a metaphor for God's relationship with his people. The sheepfold here is a way of talking about the people of God. These are people who are in a right relationship with God. In verse 9, Jesus clarifies that this is about nothing less than salvation. This is about living fully and abundantly in our relationships with God and others. How do you get in? How do you become part of the people of God? Well, think of some of the popular ways of answering that question. I mean, one popular answer is a kind of skeptical, secular answer that just insists that there's no door at all. You know, people are just people. The world is just the world. If you insist on the metaphor, we're either all in the sheepfold or we're all out of the sheepfold, but in any case, it probably doesn't matter. There's no door. Uh, there's no decision needed on my part to go through a door. So that's that's one view, fair enough. Another, maybe more popular way of answering the question says that there is a door, and the way to unlock the door and to pass through it is by, a, is, is by being a certain kind of person, maybe a religious person, maybe a spiritual person, maybe someone who believes the right things and behaves in the right ways. Uh, If not a religious or spiritual person, maybe at least a decent person, you know, a person in whom the good outweighs the bad. But Jesus answers differently. He says, there is a door. And what is it? How do you move into the sheepfold? Through him. He's the door. He's saying the way to be in a right relationship with God is by coming into a relationship with me. He says, I'm the door. 
This was as shocking in his day as it is in ours. You know, the Pharisees of Jesus' day were calling God's people to greater and greater obedience to the Torah as they understood it. In effect, they said, this is the door that separates those outside from those inside. This is the door that leads to true life and salvation. If you want in, you need to live in greater obedience to the Torah. Jesus now comes along and he's not calling people to the Torah. He's calling people to himself. He's saying, I am absolutely central to your real relationship with the true God of Israel. He's saying, if you want to know God, if you want to be a part of God's people, you must come through me. You see, he's radically redefining what it means to be in relationship with God. He's redefining that around himself. Do you want to love the one who loves you with a perfect love? Come through the door. In other words, come to Jesus Christ. Enter into the sheepfold. Become one of the needy people of God. See, Jesus is teaching his absolute centrality to knowing and loving God. He's also teaching his centrality to loving and serving God's people. Our passage includes in it this threat of others coming into the sheepfold to steal, kill, and destroy. What they have in common is that they don't enter by the door. They come in by other ways. As one of my old teachers puts it, they are other wares. Now, in the immediate context, Jesus seems to be critiquing the religious leaders of his own day who presumed to lead and serve God's people, but who rejected Jesus, the true door. Now, to be clear, the Pharisees didn't intend to steal, kill, and destroy. They thought they were helping the people of God. But Jesus is exposing the reality that they were doing great harm. And sadly, uh, this isn't only an ancient historical threat. I mean, there is always the possibility that those of us who desire to serve and love God's people might end up hurting rather than helping. I'm not sure that there's any way to totally safeguard against this possibility. You know, we live in a broken world. And as we were reminded last week, darkness persists even as the light shines. But Jesus clues us into one way we can love and serve God's people well, by keeping him absolutely central, by coming through the door whenever we want to love and serve the church. The other wayers are basically preachers and teachers and leaders for whom causes and enthusiasms other than Christ have become dominant and most important. Sometimes these causes, I suppose, can be biblical. Sometimes we can be excited about things that are true enough and good and important in their proper place. But when these become the main thing, we actually do damage to the church and the church's witness. Would you hold me accountable in this area? You know, I recognize in myself how easy it is to drift from Jesus and to make my ministry about other ways. And I need brothers and sisters to come alongside me and to remind me of the gospel and of my calling to proclaim Christ. And I'll do the same for you. I mean, do you want to love and serve God's people well? Go through the door. Keep Jesus central. Remember that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him, not in some ideology, philosophy, or political movement. What we need is not another call to behavior modification or advice about how best to live. What we need more than anything is this person, Jesus Christ. 
Let's resolve, family, with the Apostle Paul to know nothing among each other except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Here is our life. And then last, we see that this is what the world most desperately needs too. You know, Jesus gives us an image of a shepherd calling his sheep and leading them out into the world. They follow because they know his voice. It's a reminder that God's people always exist for the sake of the world. Our life isn't meant to be spent pinned up with each other, but faithfully following Jesus out on mission, out into our homes and schools and places of work. The, uh, the old theologian Emil Bruner once said, the church exists by mission as a fire exists by burning. I mean, without joining Jesus on mission, we actually die. We're actually quenched. And so the door isn't just uh, the right way into relationship with God, and it's not just the way into rightly serving the church. The door is the way out into the world on mission. There's always a temptation to pursue other ways. I mean, sometimes the world is much more eager to receive us when we come in by another way. But family, the church has one message for the world, Jesus Christ. No one else is sharing that message but the church. It's the best message. It's, it's the one really good message because look, the door is wide open. There are no secret knocks you have to learn. There's not a complicated combination to memorize. It's just an open door. Jesus is an open door. You never have to worry about being turned away. He says, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. I mean, did you hear that? Whoever comes, never cast out. Not just the religious people, but the irreligious people. Not just the spiritual people, but the secular people. Not just the people who are feeling pretty good about themselves, but the people who are complete messes, who are feeling absolutely hopeless. And by the way, not just the people who share your political perspective, but also those who don't. I mean, they're invited through the door with you. That stinks, you might think, but it already stinks because you're there and I'm there. It's a sheepfold. Look, the invitation is for absolutely everyone, and there are no hoops to jump through. You don't have to clean yourself up before entering in. Why? Because it's a sheepfold. It's for stinkers like us. It's grace all the way down. And so, family, come to the door and walk through it again and again as the shepherd leads. Here is life, real life, abundant life, life enough for the whole world. Believe the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.